0: I want to preach a message entitled, Burn, Baby, Burn. Do me a favor. Touch three people and ask the question, are you burning? Come on. Come on. Three people. Come on. Come on. That's one and a half. One and a half. I said, touch three people. Three people. Amen. Let us pray real quickly here. Let us pray real quickly. Father, we thank you today for the atmosphere of your anointing. Calls your preacher, your servant, and your son to do this text no harm. Holy Spirit, speak to us not of, of just children, but of sons and daughters, mature Christians. Allow this word to be engrafted upon our hearts God, we bind any religious spirit, open the atmosphere of heaven, cause your people to leave out of here, change, fire it up, burning with passion. We can't do it without you, Lord. In Jesus' name, someone who loves him, shout amen. 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 And amen. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, sir. Um, You may be seated here in the house. I am truly excited to be here. Um, I really think that you guys have uh, the youngest, flyest pastor amen, and first lady. Um, Josh and his wife has a crazy energy not only on the stage with creativity, but I'm a fan of their social media especially uh, when the wife dances. <laughs> I said, boy, she got some move, I, right? And Josh and all of the things that God is doing, you are blessed to have pastors that way, that are hungry and full of energy and trying to do something different. But I'm reading this particular text in Second Timothy, and Paul has a problem that he has to address. He's talking to young Timothy, just to give you some content and context. And he's reminding Timothy of something, something that I need to remind the church of today. Paul, in many circles, this epistle is the pastor's epistles of how to govern or train young spiritual leaders. Paul told him very firmly he says, For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. My job today, if I do this correctly, Holy Spirit, help me, and nobody run upon me while I'm preaching, praise the Lord. My job is to help you guys get so excited, so fired up about God, that when you leave here, you leave change. But we need to investigate a couple of things that Paul was talking about. Paul wanted Timothy to have a fire, a fire, a passion, and a zeal. So I got to do a little bit of homework this morning, kind of give you the vegetables before, right? And then we can have a good time with this word. But I want you to see something here, what the scripture was talking about. Paul was reminding Timothy to guard the message of Christ inside of his heart. He said, if you are going to sustain this word in the time you're living in, you got to guard it. Not only do you guard it, you got to stay on fire. So this is important because the world is going to attack you. It's going to attack you on every side. This message, if it's going to be protected in your heart, you got to guard it. And you have to have a certain zeal of fire for the Lord. I want to read this to you. Definition of zeal means this. To be on fire is to be eager, zealous, or burn with enthusiasm. Zeal means to be eager, zealous, or burn with enthusiasm. In my time of walking with Christ in your time, we would call someone who has a zeal with someone who is on fire for Christ. So what we're trying to do, church, is get some motivation by the Holy Spirit to set you guys on fire. I I do understand not everybody in this room is on fire for God, but then there's some of you who really love him and some of you who have a zeal but not acting on it. So today we're going to operate or at least activate these particular things in our lives. According to this message, Paul needed to remind Timothy of something. And I want to remind you guys this morning that we ought to have a zeal and we ought to be acting on it. We should be on fire for the Lord, right? We should be ready to come to our church, ready to go out in our community, and burn it up. But it's hard to burn somebody when you're not on fire. Amen. So my job this morning is to help you, as I am stirred in my spirit, to understand that if there's a zeal, we can find examples in the Bible, We also find in the Bible that these great men who had these examples of men of God who were on fire and acted on it. Okay. It's one thing to be on fire and another thing to act on it. Everybody got that? You can't just be on fire. You got to act on the fire you have. So in the Old Testament, we find an example real quickly in 1 Kings 3 and 6, Solomon, David's son... Was affected. He says, you have shown great and steadfast love to my servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness and righteousness and upright of heart towards him and kept him this great steadfast love and given him a son to sit on the throne this day. In other words, Solomon says, because my daddy was on fire, I have a house to sit in thrown to be in I am now receiving the benefits of a man who was on fire now now uh, I'm not talking about Beyonce this girl is on fire no that's Alicia Keys yeah y'all see I know I know what I know where y'all at I know where this church at this is a I know where y'all at oh gang this is a gangster church okay right I'm not talking about that fire, but that type of obedience caused Solomon to be in his father's house. And then you go a little further, you have John the Baptist, who was on fire with the Lord, and he acted on it, and he preached straightway, come Jesus Christ. He did his job so Christ can do his job. And we also have men of God currently in our time. And who were on fire for God, like Billy Graham, one of the greatest preachers, revivors to ever walk the face of the earth. Billy Graham was one of them. Right. And then we have right here in Jennings, uh, Pastor Bubba, who was on fire, who had a zeal and he acted on it. And now we all sitting here. I get to preach here because Bubba said yes to God and he's on fire. And I get to stand, watch this, your pastor, Pastor JB, right, on fire, acting out on it, and as a result, all of us are here. I have one question this morning. Are you burning? All right? So as we can see that these men of God before our time, Old Testament, in our time, New Testament, right, are doing things for God that is keeping the fire burning. All right. So today, real quickly, I want to give you four reasons, possibly, why the fire is not burning inside of our hearts. Now, listen, not not, uh, for real. I done drove 45 minutes to come, y'all, and I don't want y'all to play with me while I'm preaching. I I, I really prayed that I can help somebody today. Amen. For real. Now, for real. Like, don't don't play me. Like, I I prayed for real. Like, I want somebody to leave here and say, man. I feel a fire and a passion to love God, love my community, love my neighbor. I feel passion in my heart to be a difference and make a difference. Amen. Can I get a what, what? Yeah. All right? So, so I'm going to give you four reasons possibly you may not be on fire. All right? Say, neighbor, I feel the fire. And it's your breath. <laughs> no, no. Stop. Stop it. Stop it, y'all. I got one. I ain't coming back next time. Stop it. I got one time. (laughs) Four reasons why people lose fire. Number one, seeing wrong. We walk more by faith, not by sight. A lot of times, we see wrong. This world that is more real... Then the well, there is a world that is more real than the world we live in. We understand the Hebrew, the heroes of faith, operated in an invisible realm or understanding that was made visible. Okay, let me explain that. As Christians, when we see Rome, oftentimes our sight is connected to what we see. Right. So because we are so connected what I can see, what I can touch or feel, it has the potential of attacking our fire. Great men of fate before our time seen in the invisible and made it visible, right? Right here. So these men had a vision that was beyond cars, homes, stuff. They seen invisible for God and made it visible for him. Most of the time we see wrong because we only see what we can touch, right? So these things affect us, but God wants us to get a vision that we need to look upward and onward, okay? It's important because in a natural sense, there's people like explorers. I think it was Christopher Columbus who Discovered America, the Indians were here first, right? But as an explorer, he left his mark by discovering America. There are novelists who have written good books that you guys can refer to. There are artists that paint things that you can can refer to. These people seen in the invisible and made it tangible in the visible. Does that make sense? So when we see wrong, it affects our faith. Our faith should be set on the things that is bigger than what we see. Paul says, why in the world would a Christian hope for only the thing that he sees? Why would a church only hope for what they see? Right? So this is important because I have lived my life just being honest only believing what I can see until faith got in my heart. Uh, yeah. This is why most people can't believe their husband or their wives or their children or the situation can't change because they live in the realm of what they can see. Yeah. But God doesn't operate that way. Right. Can you imagine in your mind your relationship blessed, your family blessed, your money blessed, your children blessed? It may not be that way now in the visible, but if you see right, it'll not affect the fire that you have burning. So what happens y'all, watch this, because we see wrong, we begin to believe wrong, and instead of have zeal and passion, we are affected by the things that we see. Seeing is not believing, okay? Now I know y'all thought I was Denzel when I walk in, but I'm not Denzel, (laughs) right? but watch this though faith is not watching what you see it's watching what God said in his word so we have to start believing God in the invisible realm so we can now cause these things to be manifested right here so we cannot see wrong our hearts have to see onward and upward God has to give us a vision as we look towards him does that make sense? Yeah. So we can't only hope for the things that we see. We have to set our eyes on things that we can't see, right. and that's faith. Now, I want you to get this because what you see will play with you, okay? Yeah. That's why you shouldn't be on so many things watching so many things, yeah. like TikTok, tock tock right? Yeah. And, and, and all that Instagram stuff and, and face mess, Facebook, yeah. right? Yeah. This is... Because what happens when you start seeing this, it wants to attack your faith in the God inside of you. One of the fastest ways to lose your fire is watching somebody else's life, yes. or somebody else man, or somebody else's wife. Amen? You don't have an upward or onward vision. Your vision is in the flesh. So you lose your fire by how, pastor? Seeing? Okay? Everybody got that? So we got to see right. How do we see? We see in faith. We see the vision that God has for us. Number two, we perceive wrong about life. Jesus tells us, in this world, you and I will have trouble, but be of good cheer, he has already overcome the world. The Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Now watch this. When we perceive wrong about life, we don't oftentimes expect life to give us trouble. Can I tell you, in this world, things happen. And when I got to Christ, I thought all my problems was gonna go away. When I got in church, I said, it's gonna be fine, I'm in church now, I'm safe. But I find out you guys was a mess. Amen. I ain't talking about this church, my church, my (laughs) church. This is a good church, right? But life, watch this, in case you know, things are going to happen. People are going to die. They're going to walk out on you. They're going to let you down. You're going to get hurt by things. When when you are so caught up in the perception of life and the changes of it, it can affect the way you see God and affect your fire. I want you to set your mind on this. It's not If it happens, it's when it happens. But the encouragement is, Jesus said, in this world, this realm, you're going to have trouble. But be encouraged. I already overcame the world. So our hope has to be in the one who overcame, not in our current situation. Are you catching me? Some of you going to sleep, praise the Lord. But just give me a second, right? We're going to get there. So, we cannot perceive wrong about life. Life is going to have its ups and downs. Our faith has to be anchored in Christ. Everybody got this? So, 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 I want you to notice: When something happens, don't lose heart or faith. Well, you got to really tell yourself this. I'm not just telling you because like, like things that happen and the first thing it does, it wants to attack your heart or your faith. It wants to attack your God. And then when you perceive wrong, you start saying, God, why do I have to go through this? The word says the just or the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Okay. Number three. Caring wrong or cares of this world. Matthew 13 and 20 says the word of God was choked up because of the cares of this world. Okay. Right. So oftentimes in our lives, there's an overly concern of caring in this world or cares of the world, okay? This thing comes and choke the word up, and it causes our fire to die down. Hope deferred, hope expected, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick, All right, more people care a lot about things of this world than they do things of Christ, okay? I got a neighbor, okay? And my neighbor got him an old-school classic. And, man, I, I, I asked the gentleman, you come into church with me, so Sunday is my day that I wash my car. Sunday is the day where I watch football, And I barbecue. Sunday is the day I rest. Sunday is the day I take care of myself. If you're watching, you're not in church, right? You have made Sunday your day and not the Lord's day. You are so concerned about the cares of the world. Watch this. So I told him. I said, why don't you come to church with me, man? Come visit." He said, man, it's the day. It's the only day I got to watch my call. Say so, come on, you got seven days, and, the, and Sunday, the only day you can watch your car. And then one day, right, his car was parked out, on the, parked out in the yard, and the guy was, uh, the city was cutting down some trees. Oh. And a branch fell on his car. Oh. I happened. <laughs> I happened to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, Lord, this is going to disrupt. the way this man sees and what he cares for. Him. And man, he threw a fit. He was mad. Called the city. He even called... How you call the cops on the city? I don't understand. But he called... He literally, called the cops on the city. It's like the city... Come on, man. Right? And so after that happened, I had sympathy. I said, man, sorry about what happened to your car. And I was like, man, I said, well... Okay, I said, Well man, you get it fixed up. I just encourage him. I said, Hey, maybe this Sunday. (laughs) Since you can't wash the car, maybe you can you can come come to church. But he was clever. He said, No, I gotta fix my car on a Sunday. So I went ahead and I said, Man, you know what the problem is? I said, Let me tell you something. I said, man you can't take this with you. I said, all of this hope and concern and the cares of material things and housing, possession, that's all going to fade away. Amen. Come worship God so you can put the right things inside of your heart so you won't lose hope. So my point to you is that like when we care wrong, things that take us outside of God's presence cause our fire to die down. Our over concern about the world and its stuff dies the fire down. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so we see wrong, right? We perceive wrong, and we care wrong. We hope in the wrong thing that makes the heart grow sick. Yes. And number four, we go the wrong way or disobedience in regards to sin. Proverbs 14, verse 12 says, it says, there's a way that's seeming right into a man, but in the end, it produces death, okay? I want to run through this because I want you to know, I didn't come here to beat you up, I come here to get you up, right? Okay, so I'm going to talk about this because there's a reason why we're not on fire and we're not passionate and we don't have zeal. We love God, we are more religious than we have relationship. And I'm mad at a religious demon. I don't want religious people. I don't like religious people. Yeah. They hung him on the cross, right? It wasn't in them. It was, right? And, and I want you to understand. It's like we cannot be religious. But the Bible says that there's a way that's seeming right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. There's a way that's seeming right unto you and I, but the end produces death. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom and knowledge. Listen, you and I can't do wrong. And expect to reap right. Can can I tell you something up in here? Because it's important that when we're by ourselves, that we have the integrity of God looking over our shoulders. All right? God does not bless folks who go the wrong way. He blesses the upright. Does that make sense? Because when we are going the wrong way based upon our own understanding, God doesn't honor that. He orders our steps in righteousness, not in wickedness. Amen. 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 You chose that. He didn't. That's right. So it's very important to understand that if we're doing what we want to do, make it plain, pastor, if we're doing what we want to do in our lives, God is not honoring it. Yeah. I know you've grown, right, and, and this is your money, your man, your house, your car, your stuff, your... Ch- I know. <laughs> I know. I know it. Your man, your call, your wife, your stuff, my blank, my drip, my drop, my... Di- yeah. I, I, I get it. But those things will take you the wrong way and cause your fire to die down. So we have to go the way God called us to go, and that's to be upright and follow his plan. The best thing to do is to pray for wisdom, discernment, and understanding So the Holy Ghost can lead us down the right path. I don't get to do what I want to do with my life. There's a fight between my will and God's will, and I hope to die every day. Who? Say neighbor? Neighbor. Did you die yet? Okay? So it's it's tug of war, right? Pulling us. My desires, my interests, the things I want to do, right? And I have to say to myself, I can't continue to allow... My will to win if God do gonna get the glory out of my life. All right, so the Bible talks about those things and Christians being lukewarm. Revelations 3 and 15. The Bible says this So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to vomit you out of my mouth. He is talking to the church who have gotten timid, who lost the fire. And the passion, God said, I can't use you because you don't, have even, you don't even have a temperature or a pulse. Wow. Come on, let me preach to you real quick. Watch this. So, so what the devil doesn't mind us doing, please catch it. Watch this. He doesn't mind us coming here every Sunday. He doesn't mind us coming here on Bible studies. He doesn't mind you getting baptized. But it makes him real nervous when you get on fire. Yes. Amen? So, so, So can I say... The church should be overflow. People sitting out in the, ais- in the aisles, all across the walls. Uh, it-, it should be overflow. Well, why isn't it Pastor? It's because Pastor Josh don't preach well. It's because the ushers don't usher. It's because the, the, Amen. The music sound. is you No, know, we can find every excuse, but the real answer: the city is not burning because you're not burning. Amen. amen. I told my church, listen, we, listen we, we got some strikes against us. We in the hood on Simcoe in a nightclub. <laughs> chances are, chances are they may not want to come to our church. So we got to do some things very different. Like, come on, like, like okay, people get shot. There's things going on. It's poverty, high crime. If they're going to come here, it's because God brought them here. So we're going to have to be a witness and not go witnessing. Yeah. I'll let you catch that. We're going to have to be a witness and not just go with. In other words, when they see our life and we're on fire, they want to come where we are. Yes. Yes. And if you're on fire, people want to travel to watch you burn. Okay. All right. Okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. 2 Timothy 3 verse 5 says this. They will act religions, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. How powerful is that? They will act religious, but reject the power that can make them godly. Okay, watch this, y'all. I'm about to to run all over this church. Watch this. This thing is important, what it says here. They They will act religious, but reject the power that can make them godly. This is what Paul is writing to Timothy, and this is what we can't be in this final hour. We cannot be a religious church. We cannot just go through the motions. We have to be the motion that controls everything. We ought to be moving the needle of the kingdom. Come on, y'all. Feel me when I say this? Now, now this is us collectively and individually. Like, we got to really want this inside of our hearts and our lives. At least we go through the motions. You know, religious folks, this is what somebody told me. He said, hey, you know, the question is, he said, Lord, Lord, haven't I... I cast out demons in your name. Lord, haven't I done all these things? And the Lord said, depart from me, for I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. They used his name, and they never knew who he really was. Jesus said like this, when I come back, I'm stopping at God's house first before I go anywhere else, because I gave you something that you didn't do nothing with the word, the grace, the Holy Spirit, the love, the empowerment, and you didn't do nothing with it, right. all right? So we have to make sure that we are not going the wrong way. Yes. Amen. 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 And we shouldn't be following people who are going the wrong way. That's right. yes. Oh, let me say this. I heard the Holy Ghost just say that. See, some of the problem is, is them friends, them influencers, yes. even, in, even in the church. They always got somebody that's going to say something negative about something. Yeah. And most of the time, those people, uh, right, they, they, they put in very little or nothing at all but say the most. Yeah. Yeah. But they got a whole lot to say about what's not right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. If you're sitting next to somebody like that, just look forward, okay? <laughs> all right? But, but, but this is cool because what happens with the blind? The blind leads the blind, and they all fall in the ditch, right? Say, neighbor, Neighbor. get out the ditch, right? Okay, all right. Everybody good? Okay, okay, all right, watch this. Because this is cool, because this thing is really burning inside of me, right? And so these are the four reasons, right? This is the four reasons why, why, why God wants to remind us that we should keep The fire burning, or what causes it not to burn, a Christian who is on fire, watch this, will reject the safe and comfortable life in favor of accomplishing God's will. Okay, all right, okay. What side should I go on? God darn, this thing working on me. You see my feet? That was nice, right? Okay, watch, watch this. Like, this is because I get it, because our lives, if we're not careful, we live a comfortable life in Christ, all right? And in America, Western culture, we're blessed. We got AC, most of us, praise the Lord. Like, like we got good food to eat. We don't have to experience the things in the third world countries, right? Have you ever been on a missionary trip? It breaks your heart to see that they don't even have clean water. They're not eating proper food. It really breaks your heart. But a Christian who's in love with God will reject the comfortable life of living for what they can and can and all they get. Come on, DK. Watch this. Right. I'm not saying you can't have stuff. I'm not saying that, but it's to the point where you're living for that stuff and you're not being a benefit to the kingdom or your community. Come on, y'all. Come on. And and this is so important because God does not want us to be comfortable. He wants us to be in covenant. Come on, y'all. I'm going to throw something at y'all. Yeah, watch. He doesn't want us to be comfortable. He wants us to be in covenant. That's a different meaning. When I'm in covenant for him, I sacrifice all the things I love for his glory and his will in my life. So I don't do what I want to do. I do what God tells me to do because I am on fire and I'm acting out on it. Are you catching what I'm telling you? So, So this is why Paul told him, let me remind you to fan into flame the gifts of God. Okay, fine. So I'm going to give you four things real quickly. Four keys, and I'll be at your way, and we can order some chicken, uh, and uh, we can relax. Four things. Somebody say four things. four things. All right, I'm almost done, okay? All right, four things to help keep God's fire burning passionately through the darkness that we walk through in our lifetime. Number one, stick to the basics. No matter how much you think you are a veteran, I read the the Old Testament, the New Testament. I got books I'm reading. No matter how much you think you know God, you and him first cousins, (laughs) no matter how much or how long you've been walking with God, all of us have to stick to the basics. When did we lose our touch is when we got big-headed or big-headed, right, and we, we, we didn't think prayer mattered. We don't think talking to God mattered. Listen, in every season of life, it is vital to keep our fire burning by sticking to the basics that is talking to God through prayer and listening to God through his word. So we talk to God through prayer and we listen from his word. In other words, you are not too safe where you shouldn't read your Bible. Every single day don't tell me you don't have time because your screen said you've been on Facebook for seven hours in one week Don't try that with me. Amen try that with the next preacher So so what what is is the secret to the sauce DK is that I have a prayer life and I can't wait to pray because the reason why I'm praying I'm praying because it keeps the fire burning. And the first thing old grandmother would say who couldn't read the Bible, she would say, keep praying, baby. And I would say, mama, I'm tired of praying. But I didn't know she was planting a seed in my heart that throughout every season and all season, come hell or hot water, you gotta keep praying. And you can't never stop reading your Bible. I don't care what book you get off of Amazon. That's no better book than God's Bible yeah. Yeah. amen are, are you feeling me I, I know you like that more and I know you like Tony Evans and I know you like whoever yeah. but that's no better book than the holy book yes, yes. watch this watch this so we have to stick to the basics all right number two number two right we have to remain in fellowship okay Remaining fellowship, I-, I want you to see this, somebody say remaining fellowship. Remain fellowship, okay, uh, um, so h- how many of you guys been camping before, how many, how many campers, I know we in Jennings and stuff, y'all got mosquitoes as big as my leg, uh, how many campers, uh, uh, okay, okay, all right, all right, so you've been camping. Like uh, m- m- just a little late, I probably said I was closing. You came up there. You're doing a great. You're doing a great job. But hold on a second. Just hang tight. do <laughs> oh, no, just hold- I said I was closing. He came up. You good? Doing great. Hey man, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all remind me to take him to Chick Fil A when we're done. <laughs> uh, it's closed. closed. It's closed? Uh, I- I- I'll catch you next Sunday. I will get you next Sunday. Okay. Well, okay. Watch this. Stop it. Stop y'all. Stop. Alright. Gift card. There you go. <laughs> Alright. All right, we have to remain in fellowship, campers, right? You've been camping? So you know whenever you camping, one of the first things you don't want to happen is let the fire go out, right? You, you've got to put more wood on wood or do something. I, I, I haven't been camping. You guys won't invite me, okay? But, but, but what, I, what I do know, is about barbecuing. How many, how many people barbecue up in here? I'm talking about. Okay, I, I got a few of y'all. Okay, all right. All right, I'm, you all right, that's right. So, what I do know about barbecuing, and this revelation hit me because whenever you barbecuing, uh, you take your coal, at least I do, give you some tips on barbecuing. You take your charcoal and you build you a, a nice pyramid, a sash pyramid. Right. You build it up, build it up, build it sound. Everything is together, everything is tight. If you get the lighter food, you put, you put that lighter fluid on it, the Holy Spirit, okay? You, you soak that thing real good, real good with the lighter food. You let it sit in. Jesus said, right, don't leave until you get it, right? So sometimes it has to sit in for a little while, right? So you soak that thing up, and that chaco goes from being just a regular black to like a shiny color. The glory of God comes on it. Y'all feeling what I'm talking about? Y'all about the barbecue. It's amazing barbecue. I'm telling you. All right? So this pyramid is up this way, and it's like this. You take that Holy Spirit, you put it on there, and you, and, and, and you, you soak it up. And then after a little while, it comes. That thing will shine. Now, you got to wait because you just can't throw the match on it so fast until the, the lighter food do what? Soaks in. All right? Everybody got that, right? But, 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 but then then after it soaks in, you take your fire. You match, you light it, you throw it right in the middle or even the bottom of the, of the pyramid. And when that thing get on fire, it's going to light every other one who is jointed together on fire. As long as they are remaining together. But there's always, I mean always, somebody say always. That one coal that refuses... To get light or get in the pile. Everybody on fire in the church. But that one joker on the side decided not to be a part of the pyramid, the coal. And he refuses to burn. And he doesn't get the benefits of the burn. Because you know the coal gets the experience the juice of the meat dropping on it. All the fat, all the benefits of being on fire, the fat, the grease, all the things that, that benefits of being together, all of God's blessing happens in community, not in isolation. Y'all better get that. Because so, 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 this is why we have to remain together. Because we will keep the fire as long as we burn it together. So, this particular coal, watch this, it, 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 when, when it gets in fellowship, It remains on fire with God. Can I talk to every person up in here today, maybe watching live on Facebook, that that the reason why you may not be burning is because you are out of community? Out of church, out of fellowship. Can't get along with people who are on fire. You call them names. Look at her. She prayed too much. Look at him, how he worked the parking lot with his little flag, like he sucked. I know how y'all, I know it. Look at Jim showing up in the parking lot. You know what's going on with Jim and her? They remaining in fellowship and they burning with fire. And And you stand out because you're not a part of that. Watch people who will criticize your praise, your desire to love God more and more. Ooh, I, I feel that. Because they don't understand the power or what it takes to keep that fire burning. All right? So that, 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 that is important, that we remain in fellowship with one another. And we are a community. Right? Like, like, like no, for real, Jennings. Like, I'm not even playing with you, for real, like, for real. Like, when we stay together, we are a bigger force of tearing down the enemy's plans and plots. But, but we can't come here looking at people crazy, not talking to people, rolling our eyes. Come on, not hugging people. We can't come here with that. You sit on this side because you don't like who sat on that side. Y'all not fooling me, right? No, no, like, we have to really understand, like, we want to go in community. Yeah. That song say, I want to go, everybody knows my name. Dun, dun. Know. And we're always glad you can. Get- oh, cheers. Cheer. Okay, cheer. yeah. This is a cheers church. Yeah. <laughs> right? Remaining together in fellowship. Yes. All right? So everybody got that? So, so we stick to the basics. We're, we're, we remain in fellowship together. It is vital for accountability, encouragement, discipleship. All these things come together when we remain in God. And number three, I got one more after number three. Remember the jar of your salvation. All right. David, in Psalms 51, David had an issue, right? Uh, he, he, He... he fell short. Um, immorally, he uh, had a situation with, with, with Bathsheba. You guys know that story. He gets picked on or that gets preached about a lot. All right, David's mishaps, his wrong charge with Bathsheba. But, but, but what doesn't really oftentimes gets pointed out is David cry after he fell short. Okay, so one, what the enemy wants to do is when you fall short, tell you not to come to church. And you miss one week makes one's week. You miss one week makes one week. So he tells you, you were nasty last night. Look forward, church. He said, he said, you were nasty last night, don't come to church. You went to the club last night, don't come to church. You talked to your bride crazy last night, don't come to church. You cussed somebody out last night, don't come to church. What he wants you to do? He wants to keep you away because he wants you to feel the guilt and the shame of sin. When I got matured in my faith, it didn't matter what I did last week, last night. I pressed my way to church until that thing fell off me. Amen. And the worst thing that we can ever say is that God don't want me there. If he he knew it before the foundation of the world, nothing catching by surprise. Don't let your guilt keep you out. Make 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 it drive you in. David said this. He said, cast me not away from you, Lord, yeah. and remind me of the jar of my salvation. Yeah. I, I, I want you to get this. Because David simply said, he said, listen, I know I've been acting a fool, but I got good memories. Yeah. I remember the time. Yeah. Okay, I don't care what you say. Michael Jackson was anointed. Okay? Yeah. Uh, no, for real, like, you remember that song he, he, he wrote? Do you remember the time? What? When we fell in love, do you remember the time when we first met girl? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Now, he ain't had nobody, okay? <laughs> but I got a revelation. Okay, I got a revelation. He remembered in his mind the first time he met him mm. or her. And every now and then when you backed back in a corner and you feeling down about yourself, Just remember the time you first fell in love with him. I got to get out of here. And and watch this. When you start reflecting back when you first met God and you first start loving him and he first start loving you and you had a revelation that he loved you despite of all your mess and your faults, it's going to restore the joy of your salvation. Can I tell you, when I feel like I'm the furthest from God, I remind myself when I first fell in love with him. And it brings me back real fast to the place where I know I am loved and chosen by God. Can I tell you, don't let nothing you go through stop you from being being reminded of how much God loves you. Hell has not made any provisions that heaven can't fix. Okay. Come on, y'all. Watch this. So so, so, so you just got to pause and say, I remember when I first met you. It was back in 1999. I was running the streets, and all of a sudden, something happened in my life, and I began to make that transformation in my life, and Lord, you fill me with your spirit, and things start happening in my life, and I went from being a bad man to a better man to being a saved man. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that, Lord, when you got me out of that hospital bed. I remember, God, when, you, when I was in that car wreck and you, I remember that. I remember when I was at the bottom of the bottle and you showed up. I remember, God, when I was caught up in crazy relationships. I remember that. And what happens, your spirit begins to be, get excited because of the jar of your salvation. David could have said, oh, woe is me. Oh, who is me. Oh, why me. He said, no, remind me of the time. Ooh, I got to go. Of, 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 of the first time. I fell in love with you. And can I tell you, when you do that, as often as you can, Holy Spirit is going to pull your spirit up and relight the fire inside of your heart so we can burn for Christ. Does that make sense? Now, 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 this is important because, why, everything is important. I know I said it five times, but everything is important, what I'm telling you today. Because if you walk out of here and, and you don't pay attention to these four things that causes you to lose fire, and there's four things to keep the fire, then you're gonna be a normal, you're gonna be a lukewarm, normal, surface Christian. And I didn't pray all night, I didn't leave my church to come here for you to leave here the same. I'm gonna fight somebody right now, I'm telling you right now. I come here for you to, when when I'm done, I got one more, one more, one more. I almost almost lost track. (laughs) Number four. Go back to your first love. Revelation 2 verse 4 speaks of the first love that he has, that he has. And how... The church has abandoned it so many times. What is our first love, Pastor? Our first love is Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I realize that some people love organized religion more than they truly understand the fullness of Christ. I I, I, I realize as I'm closing, for real, this time, wherever you at. <laughs> he like, he like disappeared. He ran out. come on! Yeah, okay, all right? For real, this time for real, bro, I ain't playing with you for real, all right? He said, I hate when Pastor D.K. comes, he does it to me all the time, okay? Okay, now watch, watch this. Like, for real, like the first love That Jesus loved all of us first before we love him. As profound as that may not be, those simple things will keep the fire burning in our heart. Can I tell you, church, nobody in the world loves you and I more than Jesus. Do you really believe that? that nobody loves you. God is not mad at you. He's not walking out on you. He's not walking away from you. He wants the fire to burn in your heart. More than a church, more than a pastor, more than a religion, more than anything that is ever on this earth, he wants to burn inside of our hearts. This is why I sin less not sinless but sinless I've given God a part of my heart that overshadows the temptations that the world may offer and that fire keeps burning it keeps burning why Pastor DK I stick to the basics I remain in fellowship watch this I'm reminded of the joy of my salvation And I'm returned back to my first love. So as you stand to your feet this morning, I want to pray for you that the fire of God will burn inside of your heart. And like the coal burning together, you're going to light somebody else up versus being the cold that's sitting on the side. But with nobody walking around and every head bowed in this church, if you're not sincere about praying the prayer, don't pray it. I'll catch you when I come back next Sunday with a different message or whenever they invite me back. I'm going to work until I get every one of you guys committed to saying, Pastor DK, I'm not doing it for you. I'm not doing it because you asked me. I'm doing it because I got a revelation that God loves me more than anything else in this world. And I want to give him back all he has given me. With all heads bowed, nobody walking around, I want to pray this prayer over this church. So, Father, we thank you right now for the word of the Lord spoken this morning. Lord, I'm asking that you would light a fire in the hearts of every person here today. God, give us more relationship than we have religion. Let me leave here a Christian who is on fire, burning with zeal and passion. Lord Jesus, I ask right now that the Holy Spirit would have free reign to move inside of my heart. God, I I bind any idols, I bind any strongholds that is fighting for a space in my heart that only belongs to you Father I declare this prayer over every person here today. That is God over Everything God over my money God over my relationship God over my own heart I want to be on fire and today I pray this prayer and I ask Lord That when we leave this church, this service, for the rest of our lives, we're going to burn with the fire of God. Lord, I release it in the atmosphere. And Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit would bring it down and the seed will be planted in our hearts. So forevermore, we will burn for the passions of Christ. Lord, I ask right now that you forgive us for anything we may have done that is not pleasing to you. Lord, let us never, ever get comfortable with your love. Let us never, ever get comfortable with your presence. But Lord, give us a type of heart that's going to love you forever. I pray this prayer, and I call it done. We call it done. If heaven and earth agree, shout amen.